All right, this week we are continuing our discussion on how to set yourself up successfully for whatever it is you wanna do, whether you wanna start a company, you're in a great space in the company you're in, but you kinda wanna change how you lead the area you lead, or maybe you have some personal goal that you wanna change, something just for you. So we're talking about creating a vision, mission, and strategy, and yes, you need all three. So last week we talked about creating the vision and what that really looks like, and this week we're gonna get into the mission part. So we're gonna decide how to really narrow the focus down on that vision, that, that dream with a purpose and how you can move that a little bit more forward. And that's what we're gonna get into right now. You found the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast where we talk about all things leadership because leadership isn't just what you do, it's who you are. So we help to make you a better leader, help keep your sanity and make your team better so you make more money. So every week we talk about a different topic that helps you do all those things. So hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Tell all your colleagues and friends and let's get a discussion going on how we can grow together as better leaders. Welcome back everybody from across America and around the world to part two of this three-part series, creating a vision, mission, and strategy on really how to change your life and get what you want. Again, it's all about whatever it is you want to do. You're creating something completely new, the space you're in, you just want to grow exponentially or something personal you want to do. Maybe you want to write a book, maybe you want to become that CrossFit athlete or, or a pilot or whatever goal you have. We're talking about creating a vision, mission, and strategy to take the action you need to create the future you're looking for. And that's really the big piece is, again, last week when we talked about when you're doing a particular thing, you can't be doing another thing. So in other words, if you're binge watching Netflix for hours on end, you can't be doing something productive and vice versa. And yeah, you need some downtime. I get that. I'm not going to certainly take that away from you. But if you have too much of that or if you're wishing, man, I'd really like to be doing this thing, but you're not doing anything about it or you think, oh, that could never be me. Well, that's kind of on you because you're not taking action on things. So that's what we're really digging into of giving you a really clear cut way of getting where you wanna be. So if you haven't listened to our last podcast about creating your vision, really go back and complete that because what you wanna do before you get into the missions, you actually want to have things written down. You actually wanna create it. And it really doesn't take that long because you've probably had those thoughts in your head for quite a while. If you, listening to a podcast like this, you're automatically a person who wants to better yourself. There's no doubt about that. So if you've been thinking about something, again, whether it's starting your own thing or something personal, this is one of the best ways to do it, to be purposeful about what you want to accomplish. So if you remember from last week, we created a vision and we were talking about creating a vision for your own coffee and dessert shop, if you would open that. So I'm just gonna briefly read again the, the vision we had created. And again, key in on the sights, sounds, smells, the senses when you're creating your vision. It is the end product of, if you could wave a magic wand and create a scenario, create a feeling, this is exactly what you'd wanna be doing. So this is a vision we created when we were talking about opening your own coffee and dessert shop. So as customers enter our store, they are greeted with the warm, comforting aroma of fresh ground coffee and baking items fresh from the oven. 
our customers' eyes are immediately drawn to your dessert case because the variety and quality are known throughout the community and the hardest decision a customer will make is which dessert they will try next. At the service counter, the customer is greeted with a person that is happy to see them and calls them by name and can't wait to help them. After the customer places their order, the customer can't help but notice how each person working there truly enjoys creating amazing products and how they interact and support each other. The customer has a cozy feeling of comfort as they find their place in your store where they will sit and enjoy their selection made perfectly as it always is. And the customers overhear conversations of business meetings, friends catching up after being apart too long, and quite a few customers that just sit by themselves to enjoy the highest quality coffees and pastries and read a book to escape life for just a little while. And that's when the customer realizes this place isn't just a coffee shop or a dessert shop. This place was made for them. So when you think about that vision, which is a dream with a purpose, it's about creating the senses and the feelings and the engaging environment. And you can apply that to anything. So let's say you're already in a leadership position and you just want to change the environment of where you're working. What does working there feel like and sound like? You know what work needs to be done and what your goals are and all of that. But what does it really feel like working there? Or maybe this is you, this entrepreneurial, I'm going to open a coffee shop and, and a dessert shop. And what does that look like? Or something personal, the satisfaction you get from achieving something and what you need to do to get there. All of that gets into this. And the thing about it is your mission is going to be all about what you're known for and where we're going. You really got to have those two components, what you're known for and where we're going. So a couple of warnings here. Customers or other people, however you want to phrase them, they're not going to pay you for your mission. It's kind of like, hey, cool story, bro. Like when you think about a company and they talk about their founding or their beginning or even in a sense of why they exist, it does enhance what you actually do. But that really depends on if you actually do things around it. So what you really need is a strategy, but we're going to talk about that a little later. Second, if you don't take action on your mission by creating that strategy, you'll be just like someone on social media that only shows their super awesome pics, but there's not much reality behind it. You have to take your vision. Remember, I said it's a dream with a purpose. So how do you make it a purpose? Well, that's where the mission statement comes in. What is your purpose? And no, you can't stop there because again, that's just something that sounds really nice, but this really is your compass. This is what's going to guide you in a direction, what you are all about, what you stand for. So in order to create the mission statement, we're going to go back to the vision statement and just grab a couple key phrases that really define what you're all about. And it's not, you're not re really rewriting it. You're just really picking some statements that you, you really thought about of what kind of senses you wanted to create and be specific with that. So think about some of the key phrases we just wrote. So comforting aroma of fresh ground coffee and baking items fresh from the oven or variety and quality are known through the community. A person is happy to see them, calls them by name, and can't wait to help them. Each person working there truly enjoys creating amazing products and how they interact and support each other. And lastly, their selection is made perfectly as it always is, and this place was made for them. And that's about five different sections, which is about perfect for a mission statement. You certainly don't want too many things to be known for because it'll just confuse everybody. 
And those particular statements kind of intertwine with each other a little bit. And you don't want to be working on too many things at once. So five is about a really good place to start. So let's turn some of those key phrases into things you're actually known for. So when you think about comforting aroma of fresh ground coffee and baking items fresh from the oven, this you can turn into what kind of environment you're trying to create for the customer. You can continue to do this for each key phrase until you have the things your business is actually known for. In this case, a mission statement can look and sound like the following. So the first thing you wanna do though, is kinda of have a lead statement. So you think about something like, to serve you the best coffee and pastries in an environment that lets you escape life for a little while. And you think about the components of that, what they're getting and what they're actually trading off for it a little bit. So they have some great products, that's what they're getting, but they get to enjoy them in an environment that kinda of helps them forget where they were in a sense. So if they're going to de-stress, or maybe you're going to have a meeting in a coffee shop, which a lot of people do, but it's the right setting for it. So that's kind of a great lead statement. So of the five statements we're going to have, these are really what you're going to share with your team as in a sense, your non-negotiables. Like we have to do these things in order to create the vision we were talking about. So number one, when you take that very first statement of the comforting aroma of fresh ground coffee, so number one would look something like this. The senses of sight and smell of fresh baked product and freshly ground coffee will always greet our customers as a warm inviting hello with our seating areas that invite our customers to gather for all kinds of reasons such as business, family, friends, or just to take time for themselves. So that's the non-negotiable on number one, that those senses of sight and smell of the fresh baked product or ground coffee it's like a warm, inviting hello. You ever walk into a place where, it, whether it's usually a restaurant, because that's an easy one, if you can, you know, just the inviting smell of what they're cooking or, or you ever go through a, if you go to Starbucks, you go through the drive through window, as soon as they open that window, that waft of coffee smell comes out. It's that kind of thing, but that's a non-negotiable in order to make part of that vision happen. So let's look at number two. We only purchase the highest quality ingredients to ensure our customers receive the best possible products that we are known for in our community. So somebody, and probably the owner, but when you think about product procurement, you can't just, oh, just start buying coffee from so-and-so. Like you got to do your homework and you always have to have that high level commitment because here's the thing. How many people can create a coffee shop? How are you going to stand out? How are you going to be different? What is something going to be so different about your product that they got to come see you? That has to be another non-negotiable. Number three, members of our team take great pride in serving each customer as always and look forward to seeing each customer again. This is the, the classic task over the customer kind of thing where we're so wrapped up in doing the duties of the job that the customer in front of us kind of takes a back seat to that sometimes. And as the leader, as the person with the vision, you have to create that sense that there's nothing more important than the customer in front of you. As hard as that is, we're so task driven, but we have to make that the priority and happily so. And you think of all the places you frequently shop where you see that, it's just a mindset. It is not extra work because think about this. You're, you're always going to talk to your customer, right? But it's how you talk to your customer. You can choose to treat them like a number if you wish, but you probably won't stay in business very long. So that's really the key difference. It's the how you're going to do it. Number four, each member of our team knows our success depends on how we work with each other. Everyone knows their role and supports other team members in their role to create the best possible customer experience and product 
execution. So now we are getting into the task, but notice we put the customer before the task or the process. They, they know they're dependent on each other. So whether you're thinking about, you know, it's not glorious to be the cleanup person, but if that person doesn't do their role, then somebody else has to, or if they do it very poorly, it affects the quality of the product. So you can say, oh, I'm the manager of the, of the coffee shop. So am I more important? Maybe, probably not. It's every single role is. And like I said in other podcasts, if you have roles that are unimportant, then you don't need them. But if that person or that role is missing, it's important and you gotta have it. So thinking about everybody feeling dependent on how well everybody else is doing. And number five, we only allow the highest quality finished products to be available for sale and any team member can remove any item that does not meet this expectation. Think about that, empowering everyone to protect your entire mission, that you have that healthy bond and, and even in conflict, that you're able to express how you feel about things, whether it's a service level or a product level. So those are just five main components. But think about that because you, you got to think about no matter how nice the situation is or, or the senses and the feelings and the sights and sounds you're going to have. At the end of the day, if you're not profitable, if customers aren't coming in, you can forget all that stuff. So these are the five things that will protect what the customer is getting. When you go back to that lead statement of to serve you the best coffee and pastries in an environment that lets you escape life for a little while. Keeping it that simple. If no matter what's going on, it doesn't matter if it's a technology change, a product change, does it all fit in this filter? And that's what you want to create. And you can do this for anything we've talked about before. We're just talking about creating a coffee shop, whether it's Something in your own space, you're not going to be an entrepreneur, you're, you're already an established company and a great job and all of that, but you just want your team at a higher level. You can pick a mission statement just specific to how your team works. Or again, something personal. You want to be that CrossFit champion. You want to write a book. What are the things you want to be known for in order to do those things and be purposeful with it? So imagine if you and your team could actually do all of that. Does that sound like a place you'd want to spend your time and your money? Remember, we started with a vision, which is a dream with a purpose, then created this mission statement to say, what are the things we stand for no matter what? So that gets us about two thirds of the way there. It all sounds nice so far, but you're not going to succeed until you actually put things into action. And the, the, the rub here is you can't just put your mission statement in action. You have to break it down to daily behaviors and decisions. And that is where the strategy makes it happen. So earlier we said a mission statement is what you're known for and where, where we're going. The strategy is how you'll get there. This is kind of a rub where a lot of people think the mission statement is how we'll get there. The mission statement is just really where you're going. If you think about what we said in those five things, that's what you're known for. That's where you're going. You want to do those things. The question is how? What are the behaviors? Remember, you do have a finite amount of time. Not just you as an owner and a manager, but let's say you hire a staff at 12 and they're doing all kinds of functions in your, in your, in your company. They have finite amount of time. So the question becomes, what are they gonna spend their time on? And that's what you're gonna narrow down here and taking those things to get them to actionable items. So your strategy is really the execution piece and all execution is behavior-based. 
We're moving on from saying what we were going to do to what we're actually doing. Execution is all about the daily behaviors and decisions. That's it. What you actually do day in and day out. And that'll determine what you're going to accomplish. So our strategy will be based on daily behaviors. But just like our mission statement we created, this is how it filters down into three steps. So the strategy is basically going to be from the mission statement. So you started with the vision. From that, you created your mission. And from that, you are going to create actionable items called your strategy. So as corny as it sounds, this is the best way I can remember it. Your vision creates your mission and your strategy gets you there. So think about that again. Your vision creates your mission and your strategy gets you there. Your dream with a purpose and then your mission. Where are we going? And then the strategy, how we'll get there. And this actually becomes easier each step as you narrow the focus to what you're actually going to do to make it happen. So now we'll just simply create daily behaviors based on the five points we just read. And these are things that must take priority over everything else. Again, if the mission statement values are non-negotiable, well, the daily behaviors and decisions have to mirror that or it's not going to work. So once you start doing behaviors in your strategy daily, you'll start moving that needle in all your business metrics just a little bit. And you'll start seeing a little proof and a little traction. And you can build off of those things. It's behavior first, then review your results. In other words, waiting on your profit and loss statement will be too late. If that's all you're relying on, you got to the, the, the daily behaviors and decisions all have to be leading indicators, not lag indicators. So think about the things we just said in our mission statement, and now let's turn them into actionable items. So number one, all team members actively ensure our environment is pleasing to the sense of sight and smell. It sounds very simple, right? But is everyone focused on that? Or are you working in silos? Now, this is a simple example because we're talking about a coffee shop, but you can extrapolate this into any kind of business where you simply say, oh, that, that issue is not my problem, not my job, but yet, yet you can't continue your job with that being a problem, right? And that's not to say you're going to do everybody's job, but in this case, you think about maybe a, a dirty table in the corner of the coffee shop. Well, does the barista just ignore that? Hell, I don't work out there. I'm, I'm behind the counter. Or do you have this as a daily behavior? Number two, we inspect all ingredients and only accept the best quality. Now you might think, well, the purchaser is probably doing that. But what about the users? What about the person who's seeing it every single day and can tell you, hey, on day three, this is good. But on day seven, this is not. Are we listening to that person and making changes? Number three, nothing is more important than the customer in front of us. And we are always happy to see them and serve them. So do you have a team strong enough to recognize when somebody else is not doing that? Or even better than that, are they constantly reaffirming recognizing, slapping each other on the back when somebody's constantly doing it. Like the people can just, the customers, they can just feel that vibe of service. Number four, all team members support each other 100% or are always committed to handling all disputes behind closed doors where they are always honest with each other. You think about gossiping and backstabbing and eye rolling and all of those things. Are those ever done in front of a customer or do we go behind closed doors? That's what we should be doing if we respect each other. And number five, we all work together to ensure all finished products are always available. So think about we're out of stuff. 
does everybody go, oh crap, that tray shouldn't be empty? Or the stuff with like napkins and straws and spoons and anything a customer would use. You think about all the details. Does everybody have that, oh crap, this is out. We got to fill this. Or do we just leave that up to that one person that should be doing it? Number six, all team members ensure only the highest quality finished products are available for sale. Number seven, all team members can remove any item that does not meet customer expectations. Are they free to do that? Are they free to inspect a finished product and say, wow, this is not what we're known for. Let's pull this item and figure out why and learn from it and move on. And in the strategy, you can have more examples than just the mission statement. I mean, again, you don't want to overload it, but you're talking about what are the daily behaviors that we could always have that really drive us forward? And when you think about all the things I just said, I know they sound, oh, that's just so perfect. If everybody acted the right way and all the products are the right way, we know that's not the reality of it. But as the leader, are you committed to protecting the culture boundaries that make that happen? As I've always said, the leader's attitude is the thermostat for the team's culture. So as a leader, if you're going to protect the boundaries of behavior, what's allowed, what's not allowed is your culture. So even if you say it's not allowed, if you don't take action, it's allowed. So as you can see, there's a specific purpose to your vision, mission, and strategy. If you're gonna truly accomplish a goal, you really do need all three of these to move you forward. And you can do this same process again, whether you're starting a company, a personal goal, or maybe you're already in a good space, but you just really wanna amplify how good you want it to be. So you start with the dream, with a purpose, you create the mission, and then you figure out how we're gonna get there. You narrow the focus each and every time to get to a specific behavior, and that's what you execute on. So in part three, and you're thinking, well, wait a minute, you went over all three parts, how's there a part three? What we're really gonna talk about next week is how do you really pick a vision? I mean, there's so many things you can really focus in on. How do you really pick a legit vision for you and where you're at? And what is your, what's your next season in life? And that's where we get to expand a little bit on how you're feeling about those things. So next week, we're going to really get into how do you pick a vision for you? Whatever space you're in, what you want to do next, how can you approach that? Because the thing is, you were built for some kind of purpose. Every one of you listening to me right now has some kind of skill set, something that you can really expand upon. And how do you make that happen from where you're at right now in your own life and all the things that go with it to where you want to be? And this isn't something you're going to do in a week or a month, maybe even in a year, but you just start going down a path of where you want to go because all of us see the results of where everybody is now at a high level because they weren't on your radar when they were on a low level. I mean, if you really think about it, every one of us that are on LinkedIn at some time or another have come across some kind of Gary V video, but that guy started seven years of his own YouTube channel that hardly anybody watched. He'll tell you all these stories. All these people will tell you that. We get so fixated on the final product from everyone else that we think, well, if we can't get right there right away, that we're never gonna get there. But where were you five years ago? Where were you 10 years ago? And where are you now? And it really doesn't seem like that long ago. And how often have you said to yourself, man, if I just started this back then, where would I be today? And you really want to get ahead and do some things 
you just got to start doing some of these things. But this is the best way I know how to really break it down to get to where you have actionable items each and every day. Because I can promise you right now, there is somebody somewhere doing something that you want to do simply just because they're doing it. They just decided, I'm just going to go do the damn thing. And maybe they're failing. Maybe they're fumbling through it. Maybe they got lucky, but that's only because they started putting themselves out there and, and made some kind of connection with somebody somehow because they're doing something toward it. Those are the things you have to really be committed to if you want to grow into who you are. You know, the 19th president, Rutherford B. Hayes, said every expert was once a beginner. So create that vision and really expand upon where you want to be. And that's what we're going to get into next week. So come on back next Monday and we will get into that. So what did we learn today? How did you grow just a little bit? Or more importantly, how can you help someone else grow? That's the whole point of Leadership Lifestyle Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, hit that subscribe button. Tell all your colleagues and friends and neighbors all about the show. Give us comments, feedback, things like that. We will grow together and we will see you next week on the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast.